we shall be reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verses 1 to 2, 13, 17, and 21. One who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. A fool does not delight in understanding, but in revealing his own mind. One who gives an answer before he hears, it is foolishness and shame to him. The first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated. Good morning. Last week, we discussed about the whisperer. The title was Dangerous Whispers. And if you have not watched that, I suggest you go to our website, gcfnaga.com, and listen to it. And even before that, when we discussed James chapter 1 and chapter 3, the title of that sermon before last week was Taming the Tongue. Taming the Tongue. And as I mentioned before, and according to Scripture, no man can tame the tongue. Therefore, we can only do it by the grace of God. But we as believers must first be conscious about it. Because every now and then, we fail in it without knowing it. And that is dangerous. When we are sinning without actually knowing that we have sinned. Or we are damaging others and ourselves without even knowing it. But we as a community must be vigilant towards ourselves first. And then with those around us. We must seek to remind others when we believe somebody has crossed the line in whispering about the faults of others rather than becoming part of the solution or rather than becoming part of the encouragement or instead of following what scripture says, if somebody sinned, we must come directly and correct them. If they do not listen, that is the only time we bring another person and rebuke the person who sinned. But others have not really sinned. You just disagree, and then we somehow paint them in a bad light because we disagreed. The roots of that is envy, selfish ambition. When we feel hurt when others are being blessed, and we feel like everybody should be at the same level, pantay-pantay, dapat walang makaangat. But if somebody is being blessed... We call that crab mentality. Unknowingly, we pull them down to our level. We must be happy when others are progressing. And hopefully one day, they will also help us as we help them. Today, our sermon title is Wise Community. Because the wisdom found in chapter 18 
should be practiced in families and in communities like us, especially a church community. God desires his church to grow in wisdom and understanding. Therefore, as a church community, we should pray for wisdom in faith. And James 1 says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. But if you ask for wisdom, ask in faith without doubt. And we should seek understanding from his word, especially the wisdom books. So if we need wisdom on how to relate to one another, we advise Proverbs. Psalms is usually how we relate to God, songs to God in worship. But Proverbs gives us sound advice on how we should respond to each other and how we must outgrow our self-centeredness. And we must admit that, that as humans, we have the tendency to be self-centered. That is how it was when we were kids. We all want the toys towards us. And then we learn to share a little bit, but somehow that part is still there. Now, here are some nuggets of wisdom from Proverbs to guide our community. Number one, stay connected to the community. Do not isolate yourself. The one who isolates is not wise. In our church community, we always stay connected with our growth groups or now we have these house churches. Although we had house churches before, we believe now seems to be a good time that this idea is coming to fruition. We must stay connected. The Word of God says in chapter 18, verse 1, let's read that again. One who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. So if one separates himself, especially from God's community, there could be many reasons. Some reason might be it's because of the busyness of life. Life has deceived you. Your needs, your mind was on your needs, and you feel like if you do business more, and you work more, and give no time to God's community, you think it is justified. I'd like to say to you, it is not. It just means you do not know how to fix your schedule or arrange it or do not know how to prioritize. There is no excuse. Why, in the church community, especially in our small groups, that's where church life really happens, where we learn to become friends with one another, to learn to live as brothers and sisters in Christ. To learn also to be patient with one another. Remember, love is patient. Without patience, there is no love. And that is according to Scripture. Scripture's definition of love is patience. Love is patient. But how can you be patient if you're not even connected? How can we be patient to one another if we do not even see or feel the imperfections of one another? And in fact, for me, that is where the beauty is. Where I am weak, another can be stronger. 
where I lack, another might fill. And that is the beauty of community. That's why we encourage not only one-on-one -on -one discipleship. That is not enough. We encourage being part of a small group and then connecting even with others, joining others to serve in the community so what we can know our brothers and sisters in the faith on the personal level. This is what happened in the early church in Acts chapter 2. They gathered from house to house. Some houses are bigger, some are smaller. In these days, we gather from house to house or online. And that is valid still today since we are supposed to be more careful. But the one who separates himself, one reason, as we said, was the busyness of life. Other reasons could be more shallow. You just can't find somebody who can, you, you think, can sync with you. You just can't find a group that seems to be exactly like you. And I have bad news for you. Nobody is exactly like you. That is how God designed us. Maybe you found one or two that's 80% like you, and you miss that friend. And I think you will miss that friend forever if they are no longer here. Because that is the exception when we find somebody 80% like us. That is the exception. That is not the rule. The rule of God and how he created the universe is diversity. We seldom see twins because that is the exception to most of us. But even twins have different personalities. Their taste buds may be different as well. There are twins where one was affected by COVID, the other was not. There are some differences. If you are looking for that people who will sync with you, I have news for you. How it works is this. It's when you develop that relationship with others that you find out and that you learn to adapt with others. And that is the key, learning to adapt with one another because in the family of God, we have no choice who our brothers and sisters are. They are saved by the grace of God through faith. You did not make that happen. Jesus made that happen. The same way the people in your family, you had no choice who your brother or sister is. It's just it. That was not your choice. You were born into that family. The same way in the family of God. We are here together, and I'm happy that we are diverse. If this church looks like one person, I don't think it's a real church. Can you imagine if everybody was like you? Your height, your way of thinking, your way of talking. You know what happens if that? Either you like them so much or you hate them. Oh, some people don't like somebody and I realize what they're talking about are the same things because they're good at the same thing. That's why they don't like the other person. <laughs> Sometimes it's the similarities that drive us crazy. 
Others have a more base and evil reason why they don't connect, so that they can hide their sin. So that they can continue privately, because, so that no one else can discover. Others do not want others, they do not want a community where, aside from supporting one another, we correct one another, according to the word of God. People don't like that. And you know, the people like that, what the Bible calls that? They're called the fool. The fool hates correction. But in a community, we can come to one another and say, bro, don't do that again, okay? I think that is not right. Brother, sister, stop that. According to scripture, that is not biblical. Uncomfortable, yes, but godly. That's how God designed it. Now, the one who separates himself seeks only his own agenda, his own desire. And whoever taught you that you can be a believer and be strong and mature on your own, that is not true. For any, all over scripture, we are connected like a body of Christ, and we must re remain connected. You see, all the parts of the body, if they are in place, looks normal and looks good. I heard a brother who was preaching and he was talking about the body of Christ. He said, I look at your eyes and I see beauty in your eyes. But if ever I see an eyeball out of the body, I feel differently. <gasps> if you're not in the medical field, you may not be very comfortable. And he said, hey, each part of the body is different, has a different purpose. If somebody are feet, they're used for walking. Don't try to be somebody else. Do not compare yourself. Find your place in the body. Ang sabi niya, nakakita ka na bang matang naglalakad? Hindi pa. Because that is not the role of the eyes. The role of the eyes is to see and look. You are not wise. You quarrel. You fight wisdom if you isolate yourself. Some people experience something negative in a community, in a church community. That's why they generalized. I don't like church because somebody hurt me there. And you know that that is a fallacy of logic. Let me give you a fallacy. Uh, some Bicolanos love Sili, Chili. Therefore, all Bicolanos love Sili or Chili. That is a fallacy of thinking. That is wrong. There are many of you here who cannot eat Chili. Can you? Can you eat Sili directly in your mouth and chew it? Many of you can't, but some of you can. And some of you do. Some of you need a little anghang to your food. But most of you don't. So to say that one person represents everybody is a fallacy of logic. Then you are fallacious in your thinking. That means you are unwise and you are not knowledgeable, and you are illogical. You are illogically, fallaciously wrong to think that. 
I hope I drove in the point. Have I? Just like recently, UP was being bashed at producing activists. So the chancellors, at least one chancellor said, uh, yes, we produce activists. We also produced uh, religious atheists, doctors, lawyers, dentists, uh, engineers. We also produce those who are not activists. Because to say that all who graduate from UP are activists is a fallacy. I'm from UP and I'm very careful with my political statements. The same way in church, you cannot say, ganyan lahat yan. You know, one thing they get wrong, they, th they think that if GCF members are rich people, that is fallaciously wrong. I would hope so, right? I would hope so. So I have no problem with my giving. So I can sustain our workers and pay for our Jews in GCF. But that is wrong. Not all of us are doing well. And like in any church, some struggle, some are doing well. What is God's design? That we may help one another in Christ without abusing one another's kindness, yet helping one another. Point number two, learn to listen and try to understand. It may take more effort and patience that is listening, but that is what we should do in the community. Listening to one another more, rather than judging one another, listening to one another more. And do not be the fool who is only concerned about speaking his or her mind. Please, in a community when it's time for sharing, do not dominate the conversation. Make sure everybody has the chance to speak out. I know you're so emotional and full and you want to unload but you're not the only one there. There are other people there who might need the same things you do. And if you need more, then schedule with your growth group leader. That's why they exist. To have time with you. If you need to share more of yourself, and we are not saying don't. We're just saying that learn to listen also. Appreciate the listening part. Not only the talking part. If you know somebody who just talks and talks and doesn't stop, and when you begin to talk, they don't try to listen, they immediately think of a time to interrupt you because they want to say something else. You know what you feel? You get tired of that person, correct? Correct? It's true, nakakapagod yang kausap. Now, in counseling, it's different. If you really come to us, we listen to you more and try to discover what are you really saying? What are you really going through? That's why one good counselor, a good counselor listens more and tries to find the real issue before giving advice. Those who are quick to give advice are not professionals or they are not trained or they don't know. We must learn to listen. We must delight in understanding each other. When somebody sins and comes to me and confesses, I listen. Of course, it's wrong. And I have a place to rebuke them and say, that is wrong. And let us pray that you turn away from that. 
Of course, I don't tell everybody about it. I don't tell anybody about it. But then I have to still understand where he was coming from and understand. But the Word of God does not change. We know that there is no excuse when it comes to the Word of God. But understanding is important. Let's read verse 2. A fool does not delight in understanding. They don't want to understand. But in revealing his own mind. They're, they're that. They're fools. You know the wise listens more and actually learns more. When I am with people who are, let's say, made people, successful in their field, perhaps a pastor, perhaps a doctor, perhaps uh, a lawyer or a businessman, I try to ask questions about their background so I can understand because I know nothing or I know so little in that field because my field is different. But the more I hear them speak and share, I get an understanding of their world. And by God's grace, that gives me more understanding about what their world is. Each one has a world. But if you're the person who just wants to let everybody know what you're going through, but not understanding what others are going through, then I would say you are not that wise. To be wise and not the fool is to understand before revealing our own mind. May nangyari po kasi, ay! Kasi balit, ay! Hindi kasi ganito nangyari, ay! Balit! Hindi mo, patapusin mo naman. Tapos sabi mo, tapos ka na. That's how I deal with family. Do you want to say anything? And I let them finish until they have no more words. Okay, anything else you want me to understand? When they say no more. Will you allow me to address this now or later? Some of them say, can we talk about it later? <laughs> okay, prepare yourself because later I will talk to you. Because you have said everything you need to say. Is that clear? God is good. Are we here this morning? Are we listening carefully? Please listen intently. I will not speak loud this time to see and check if you're listening. No, I'm just kidding. We, that's why we have a sound system so you can hear me. Uh, but the practice is try to listen more. And then try to understand. So once I'm listening to somebody, I, uh, the only time I stop, wait, wait, is this what you mean? Is this what you mean? Or that is what you mean? Why? I just want to be clear. Because there are two meanings of something. Two meanings sometimes. Sometimes three meanings. Halimbawa, yung salitang baba. There's so, at least two meanings I can think of. Baba and baba. Ay, tatlo pala, pagbikol. Huh? Padaba. Baba din ang shortcut. 
Three meanings with one word. One statement can have multiple meanings. So, wait, wait, what do you mean? What happened? Number three. Do not be quick to form an opinion or conclusion. Do not conclude quickly. Ay, galit siya sa akin. Wait. And do not be hasty to speak your mind. Chill. Control the emotion, control the mind. Don't be in a hurry. First, listen and listen well. Otherwise, you will do something shameful and foolish. Let's read verse 13 of chapter 18 of Proverbs. He who gives an answer before he hears, it is foolishness and shame to him, of course, to her as well. If you give an answer before you hear, it is foolishness and shame. Do you know how amazing sometimes our language is as a culture? Sometimes we try to understand things without people saying. Let me give you an example. Family discussion. Oh, nagawa mo na yung ganito? Sasagot. Hindi sila in-specify kung ano yung ganito. Sasagot, oh, tapos na. Uh, Kahapon siguro, it's not definite, basta kahapon. Hindi niya maalala yung oras. Kahapon siguro, nagawa ko na. Eh, eh yung, yung ano, napadala mo na kay ganon yung ganito. Oo, oh, nagawa ko na rin yun. Uh, uh, kailan mo ginawa? Uh, kaninang umaga, hindi ko lang maalala yung... Uh, lack of definiteness. And somehow, even in church, I try to bring people to a definite. Sino yun? Ano yun? Gagawin mo to? Opo. Kailan mo gagawin? It's very uncomfortable sometimes, but somehow we got used to it. But then, to be wise, we want first to hear everything before we speak. Because if you give an answer before you hear, it is foolishness and shame to you. Sometimes we think we're still in grade one. Yung nang makasagot, yun ang tama. Nasa kanya ang points. We're, we're not in school anymore. We're in the school of life. We're the one who waits carefully and understands before they speak are actually wiser. You know, if we do this, the Bible calls us foolish and shameful. It is foolishness and shame to him. If we answer before we listen. Yes, we fail in this. That's why we hear the words, Teka lang, patapusin mo muna ako. So they have to finish. Sabi ng iba, Eh, ang tagal mo kasing matapos. <laughs> well, there's another sermon for that. With too many words, sin is unavoidable. Okay. The fool also speaks with many words. So you have to think how to, to determine the shortest possible statement, but still clear. Three things happened. One, two, and three. Because sometimes the issue gets blurred. So one who gives an answer before he hears, it is foolishness and shame. And sometimes we are this because the mind is so quick. To trigger. The mind tries to connect on a, an issue you know, and it seems the same without analyzing it more than our minds respond quickly, then our lips, our words follow 
But when we connected the two, it's not actually the same. So we made a mistake. It is foolishness and shame to him. Number four, do not easily believe in the first to report an issue. The first to report seems right unless someone cross-examines. Always verify the validity of complaints, statements, or gossip. Remember what I said. Can, we, can I quote you to the person you're talking about? Can I say to him, you said this? Tapos pag sinabi niya, wag atin-atin lang. Suspect that to be gossip or half-truth. And half-truth is not truth. It is a lie. It is a lie. The first to plead his case seems right. But you know, the wise will not speak. If somebody accuses the wise, the wise keeps quiet and first analyzes. The one who keeps talking, complaining about somebody else, we as a mature congregation should identify that is the wrong thing to do. The right thing to do, if you hear it, is to be a peacemaker. Find the truth. At said, usap kayong dalawa. Determine the truth. Fight for peace. And find a resolution. But we Filipinos are guilty of many unsettled things in our lives. We don't talk about it because we don't want to talk about it. We just avoid those people. So those things are not settled. Remember that all are sinners and you have sinned as well. If you hold something against somebody, then you're acting like the Pharisee and not like Christ who forgives. You think you are the righteous person where nobody is righteous. The one who understands the gospel understands there is none righteous. And the one who repents and believes, yes, will undergo sanctification and they would like to live a holy life, yet they know they are not righteous by themselves. Even though much transformation has happened in our lives because of the gospel and because of the Holy Spirit, yet we know deep inside we are not righteous without Christ. And this is only the gift of God. The first to plead his case seems right. Ang problema sa atin, na-feel mo siya, na-awak ka. Galit ka na rin doon, kinampihan mo na. You are unwise as well. And you are a fool as well. To be wise, of course, you're there for somebody who is hurting. But if they are hurting with bitterness and anger and hatred, that is dangerous. Your love for that person, if that person is your friend, you would say, Ganito, let's make sure your heart is clear. And stop talking about that person for now. Don't put names. But then what we want to do is you can address this. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Let's find peace and resolution. If somebody accuses me, I'll keep quiet. If you believe him, I'm sorry for you. I'm really sorry for you. Without analyzing, 
Bakit si pastor pinabayaan kami doon? Alam nyo ba yung kwento? Walang nagpabaya sa inyo. Hindi sumunod ang leader ninyo. Verify. Do not conclude. Until another examines this person, he seems right. But when cross-examination happens, going to the details of the matter, you will see that the person who first pleads his case is not always right. Number five, watch your tongue. You can speak life or death to those around you, especially those close to you. Actually, words don't mean much to people you don't know. May nagmura sa'yo sa isang kanto, madali mong kalimutan yung kung hindi mo kilala yung tao. But those close to you, if they say something negative or degrading, it affects you a lot. The same way you affect the people around you a lot. And somehow we have both been a blessing with our words and sometimes the opposite. We have harmed those around us. Therefore, we must be careful. I remember one time when I, my kids were growing up. And one of them was just talking too much. And we were in the elevator and I said, shut up. And immediately, I knew it was wrong. Immediately in an instant, I said, I'm sorry, forgive me. Forgive me for saying that. Because I could have just said, please be quiet. But I chose the harsher words. That can bring death to a soul or to a mind, especially to a child. We never judge a child by what they cannot do yet. A child cannot do many things. We encourage the person for what he can be or she can be. You find what good they're doing and you say, that's good. You find if you see something not good, you say, this needs improvement. This work is not good work. You can improve it. You go with the action. The execution was lousy. The execution, not the person. There's a difference. Improve the execution. Do this better. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits, meaning we will reap the consequences of what we say. Be careful how we speak about one another as well. Husbands and wives in front of children, highlight the good things of your spouse. Why every time you highlight the negative, you make them lose a little respect every time you speak that way. A little, a little, a little. Parati mo rin reklamo si daddy kay mami. Pagdating kailangan ni mami, ni daddy, disiplinahin yung mga bata, wala nang respeto. Kasalanan mo din yun. You made them lose respect. Now, they don't follow you and they don't even follow the, the husband. The danger of complaining, destroying one another, 
But you can admit nobody's perfect, anak. Lahat tayo hindi perfect. Your daddy is good at this, but not so good at this, so we help him there. That's how to do it. Anak, mommy and I are having problems, but I love her. All couples have some kind of problem, one way or another. However, because we are believers, we stick together in Christ. Please be patient with us. Respect your mommy and your daddy always. That is life. Speak life. So avoid comparing people. Parents, please do not use the good side of one child against one. But hindi kakagaya ng kuya mo. Don't do that. If you've done that, just say to your children, forgive me, I won't do that again. I never compared grades, ever. I never said, why can't you be like him? I look for things that are good at him. I say, you're good here. Hey, learn from your kuya, and kuya, learn from this. Because you're good here, you're not so good there, and you're good there, not so good there. Help one another. You speak life. Oh, in church, please do not compare pastors. We have different gifts. Is that clear? Oh, buti pa si pastor ganyan. Kesa ki pastor ganyan. We will grow as a church and God will give us more shepherds from among you, more pastors. But each one, we look at them as having different gifts. And having different gifts is good for this church. So I don't like you saying to me, you're better than this. I would say I'm better in some areas only. That's how God designed it. In other areas, they are better than me. And that's how God designed it. And that's where we must appreciate the unity in the diversity. We are different from one another. But praise be to God. Each singer is different. Of course, you may have preference. Yes, that's, that's true. But never saying one is better than the other. We want everybody to improve. And those who are diligent, clearly, their work will praise themselves to those who work hard and diligent. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Listen to the silence. In moments of prayer, stop talking. Learn to be silent in the presence of God. In listening to somebody, hold your tongue. Let them finish. Only ask to understand and appreciate. Be comfortable with the silence. You don't have to fill the air with words all the time. Sometimes a moment of silence among friends is good. Sometimes husband and wife can just 
walk with each other without a word, and just appreciate the presence of one another without words. Silence can be good. The psalmist said, in silence I waited for God. There's a time to speak and a time to be silent. Let us pray that we know when. And let us we pray that we as a community and as families would become wiser. The first step is stop blaming one another. But from each member say, I failed in this, forgive me. And when humility is there in the family, in the church community, then there could be unity. But if there is no brokenness, no admitting, I was wrong, forgive me, I'm sorry. If you don't hear that, wow, such a perfect family, no mistakes. And I said that mockingly. And I said that with sarcasm. Nobody's perfect. No father is perfect. No mother is perfect. No children are perfect. But if you say, by the grace of God, we can learn to be patient, to listen to one another carefully, to use our words to give life to one another, And there is hope. God is good. Let us all rise as we close in prayer. Lord, we thank you. Your grace is abundant. We thank you for these wise words. They are difficult to apply, even impossible. But by your grace, nothing is impossible. Your grace is sufficient. Through faith, all things are possible. So we believe that each one of us can learn this. Each one of us can grow in Christ, in families, in growth groups, as a community, as a church. We can learn. And when we need to talk to somebody with our problems, teach us to approach the more mature people would guide us through the word who would understand our pain yet at the same time give us the word the uncompromising word of God to guide us to forgive to guide us to love and be patient and be kind thank you Lord thank you that we have families and we thank you that we have a church community The individual here, our individuals here are not very much like us, except that first and foremost, we have Christ in our hearts and we submit to your word. And that is enough reason to be united with one another. That is enough reason to treat one another as family. Thank you, Lord. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of the Father and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you. May the Lord protect all of us from diseases. 
spirit, especially from diseases that affect our minds and emotions, but also the physical. Go with the blessing of the Lord. God's people say, Amen. Good morning.